10 years, how we began. Began through prayer, in the old building around the corner, we praying every uh, Wednesday, Thursday for the work in Romania, for mission. And out of that prayer came a vision, a flash vision for three of us, and that we saw a building and a new church and people worshipping God and uh, just uh, quite in incredible. And so we moved forward with that in our hearts. And uh, I would like to just bring some scriptures to help us to understand that. First of all, we got a promise to faith. And then we had a, 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 uh, a promise to faith and a, a journey of faith and a place of faith. So from those scriptures, we were encouraged. So first of all, we got a, a, a promise to faith. And if you look in Exodus, we've got a tremendous story here from Moses. Moses is called by God. God calls him. And in Exodus 3, 11, it says this. Uh, let me just get the full tenor of it so you get to understand it. Uh, Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you and, you sh and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God or worship God on this mountain. So we've got a few things there. Moses has five objections why he's not qualified. He's been in the wilderness for 40 years. He got a lonesome job with the sheep, a mundane job. And he probably over those years thought that, oh, I'm going nowhere, nothing's happening. And as all he's got is his own, his own uh, presence and his own company. And here, I don't think it's unbelief when, he's, when God is speaking to him and he's saying, but who am I? The circumstances and our past can affect us. Moses was affected by his past. He was affected by his failures. He was affected by his work conditions. And so he argues with God and says, but who am I? But a wonderful promise that God gives him, he says, certainly I will be with you. Now that changes everything. And I think we've heard a little bit about that this morning through the gifts. And uh, God's tangible presence would go with him. And I'm thankful that Jesus said, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. He got the certainty of God's promise that he would be with him and walk with him. And so for us, it was a promise to us as well that God would be with us. If he's going to do something, if he's promising you something, he's going to be with you in it. And uh, it unfolds here. So the second thing that God says to him, first he says, certainly I will be with you. He gives him an assurance of his presence. And secondly, he gives him a token, a sign, a sign to his faith. Now listen, I've read earlier that in Judges, it says that Gideon said, if I found favour with you, this is Judges 6, 17, if I found favour with you, Lord, show me a sign that you have spoken to me. So Moses has a, a sign to his faith. I think God here wanted him to step out in faith. And he said, the token, the sign will be when you've brought the people to this mountain and they worship me here. And so we see that happening in chapter 19. 
Visible signs, visible workings of God's manifestation. Some people want those signs before they do anything. And maybe you do this morning. But that isn't always the way God works. God wants us to step out in faith. For us, we have to start moving in what God told us. Otherwise, we just sit back on it. Otherwise, you don't do anything. Otherwise, it just becomes, you know, mystical. Or it stays there. So Moses had to move out, believing that God was with him. And that this thing would happen. So it was a promise to his faith. And that's what we had and that's what Moses had. A promise to faith. An assurance of God's blessing with him. And doesn't that fit with Hebrews? It says in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The convictions of things not seen. Jesus said I am with you. I am always with you. And that is a fantastic promise. And we can step out with him, knowing that he is there walking with us this morning. So for us, it was a place, a promise of faith. And then that brought us to a journey of faith. Um, sorry, let me just carry on with that. Faith is believing something and moving out in it. Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, we walk... Not by faith, but not by sight, but by faith, sorry. We're walking by faith this morning. Are you walking by faith? Is God speaking to you about something? Is God exercising you in a certain place, in a certain thing? Then he's promising to be with you and he'll go with you, but you need to walk in faith and step out. And so the, secondly, quickly, the journey, a journey of faith. Faith is a journey. We're on a journey of faith. If we don't believe that, if we don't believe that we started in Christ and that we're moving forward and that we have a destiny, for me, it's the hope of heaven. For me, it is the return of Christ. For me, as my faith grows and develops, it changes. But the assurance that I'm looking forward to the day when he comes again and that I have a place there with him in eternity, it's changed from when I first got saved. That was different. But as I've matured and moved forward, I see things differently. But faith is a journey. It's a believing. It's a stepping out. It's a trusting God. It's, it, it's, it's, it's not just believing. It's trusting him and moving forward. Genesis 12, 1, 4 says, The Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your relatives, and your father's home, and go. So he left. He went out. He left Haran. He left the security. He left his family, he left his relatives. Now, isn't that a hard thing to do? For me, I had to step out of the old church, which was very difficult. The elders were trying to keep me back. People were, 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 weren't very happy with me leaving and trying to keep us there. And I've been there for about 27 years. I've been in eldership, uh, leadership for a, yeah, uh, eldership for a long time. And that stepping out was very difficult. But then faith is a journey. And you have to step out sometimes, out of the comfort, out of your clinging on of your relatives. So very often the parents hold you back and say, no, don't go with that mad lot. Don't get involved with faith. Don't get involved with church. They're crazy at the Pentecostal. They swing off the chandeliers, you know. They're bonkers. But Abraham listened to God and he stepped forward and moved out from the comfort of his father's home, from his country, and into what God had called him to. He called him to another place, to Canaan, to Bethel. 
And he went to Bethel. The first thing he did when he got there is built an altar. That's where God's blessing was. That's where God wanted him in the blessing. When God moves us, he always moves us to a blessing. He wants you in the blessing. Has God moved you? Is God moving you? He wants you in a blessing. Abraham was 75 years, started out on a journey, leaving behind his country, his relatives and his father's home. He left the security going to the unknown. Isn't that what faith does? It steps us out into an unknown. We want everything sort of lined up and that's okay. Yeah, that's good. But sometimes finances aren't always lined up. It wasn't for me going to Romania. I had to get a, a van that was absolutely run down, clapped out. I wasn't sure whether God had actually sent it to me, but he did. We did it up and that did 12 trips and it set up an amazing place in Romania. Stepping out in faith, that's what we need to do. Stepping out of your security into the unknown. Faith isn't just fantasy. It's moving from that and stepping out into the reality of faith. Jesus said, come and follow me. The disciples left their nets and their boats and they followed Christ. I often think of Peter trying to carry his boat with him. And one of those big fisher boats, put it on his back and say, I'm coming with you, Jesus, but I'm bringing this with me. He had to let that go. He had to let go of the security of his father and the fishing business and follow Christ. Stepping out in faith is difficult. But if we do, we're going to a place of blessing. When the disciples followed Jesus, they saw all that he did. They listened to his voice. They gleaned from him and they learned. And they are the men that built the church today that we have. And so if there's a, a journey of faith, there's a, there's, a, there's a place of faith. And God wants to bring us to a place of faith. Now for me, when I read about this, it's Jacob. Jacob had a true place of blessing and it was Bethel. Remember Abraham built his altar there? God appeared to Jacob there when he was running away from his brother. And there was a ladder from heaven to earth and from earth to heaven. And he said, surely God is in this place, a certain place. He was led to a place of faith. In Genesis 35, 1 through to 15, God said to Jacob, go back to Bethel. So he got himself out of the land, he'd had to flee because of his trickery with his brother and his father. And he was sent off to his uh, uncle. And there he had a life of twisting and wheeling and dealing with somebody who was better than he was. And they were jostling and fighting each other for years. And Laban, his, his uncle, tricked him out of a lot of things. And so God said, now it's time to go, go, go away from here. Go back to Bethel, go back to the place and build an altar there to me whereby I have already appeared to you. So he was to go back. But previous to this, Jacob built an altar in the wrong place. Did you know that he can do that? He moved without God's command. He moved to Shechem. And you can read this in chapter 33 of Genesis 20. When he encountered his brother, he moved and went to Shechem. And he bought a plot of land... And he built an altar there and said, this is the place of God's blessing. No, it's not. It wasn't. Jacob had a little bit of faith, but was not fully in faith. And what he did, he moved around, not doing exactly what God wanted him to do. And he built this altar in a very wicked city near to it. 
And there he had nothing but trouble. You know that his daughter was raped there. We know that some of his sons went in and killed all the men. And so he had a price on his head. And so he had to flee from that place. And he was in such trouble. But see, I do believe that God allows trouble in your life or the circumstances of what you've created by not being fully in and one foot in the world and one foot in doing what God wants, but just not fully doing what God wants. It took a long time for God to get him to, to, to Bethel. God always wants to move you to bless him. And so he was in this place that he shouldn't have been with an altar there built that he shouldn't have done. Trouble all around his life, but that trouble forced him to go to the place that God wanted. Maybe your trouble's forcing you to a certain place, but it's a place of faith. And so he was forced to this place where God could bless him. And when he came to Bethel, he built his altar. And you know, the wonderful thing is that God confirmed his covenant with him. He came with a price on his head. He came as a guilty, conniving, twisting person. He came to Bethel, which means the house of God. A place where God was revealing himself. A place of faith. The place of blessing. And at Bethel, Jacob arrived with all these conditions, but he was transformed. God will always transform you when you step out in faith, when you go to the place that God is calling you and he wants you to be. Not half in, not half out. But at Bethel, God transformed him and he gave him a new future and a new hope. That's what God does when we obey and we get in there. From wandering, doing it his own way, from guilt to transformation and to hope. God will always bless you when you come to Jesus. God will always bless you when you come to the place of the cross. God will always bless you when you fully trust Christ. So many of us don't fully trust him. We're not fully believing. We're wandering around, not doing what God wants. But when we fully come to Christ, when we fully surrender to him, that's where God will transform you. That's where God will pour his blessing onto you and give you hope and a future and Jacob was a man who we know became Israel, prince with God. And from him came the Israelites. And from the Israelites, from, from uh, uh, Judah, came Christ to the blessing to the whole world. And so this morning, maybe from our experience as a church, as we moved out, we, we, we had a promise to faith. We had a, a journey of faith and we have a place of faith. Maybe you're on a journey. Maybe you're wandering around a lot, not fully in. But this morning, may you come to the Jesus. May you come fully to the cross. May you come fully to him and put your trust in him. It's when we don't. It's when we think we can do it our way. We find that there's nothing but trouble. Yes, God is working in your life, but the circumstances that we get ourselves in is because we're not fully in. When we fully come to God. For me... Um, I'll just explain the, the lad who uh, I didn't fully explain on there uh, was a drug dealer. My son was influenced by him and I would never let him over the drive. I always used to shoo him away. I was quite aggressive with him. But when he came to the church and he got nowhere to live, uh, it was then that God spoke to me about having 
no sacrifice in my Christian faith and no sacrifice in my love. It becomes superficial. I've got a tie on, I walk with my Bible. I've forgotten the root where I come from. And so it was when I listened to God, went back and said to the lad, you can come and stay with us. That's when everything changed. That's when the church, I believe, started. That's when the young people started to get saved, is when that action happened. Maybe, we've got to, maybe you've got to do this morning what God is telling you to do. It's painful, it's difficult. You've got to step out from where you're at and say, I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm going with it. Okay? That's short, but I trust it's in line with what's been said. Amen.